past few years have been centered in China, is now with his friends working for the Chinese Army. And today's transcribed episode takes us to the beleaguered Burma Road, where Terry is trying to battle the sinister forces of the invader. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Pineapple Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. Boys and girls, for downright entertainment, fun and thrills and excitement, you can't beat the Terry Adventure Game Book. This sensational big 16-page book brings you so many different kinds of amusements. There are games in it, eight of them. There are five swell puzzles and five magic tricks, a coloring page, too, and paper dolls and six fascinating riddles. Did you ever hear of so much in a single book before? And the best of it is, this wonderful book is free. Yes, that's actually the fact. The Terry Adventure Game Book is free for just two Libby labels. The labels you need to get your copy come from two grand-tasting juices, Libby's Tomato Juice and Libby's Pineapple Juice. Just one label from each, and the Terry Game Book is yours. Tomorrow, Saturday, is a big shopping day. Your mother's practically sure of buying groceries. So ask her now to put Libby's Juices on her list, Libby's Pineapple Juice and Libby's Tomato Juice. Then you take the labels off the cans, and on the back of one, write your full name and address. Send two labels to Terry, in care of Libby's, L-I-B-B-Y-S, in Chicago. Now, that's all you do to get the swellest game book you ever trapped eyes on. So, get going, kids. Send tomorrow for your copy of the big Terry Adventure Game Book. Address Terry, care of Libby's, Chicago, Illinois. And now... Terry and the Pirates. And now we join the young American Terry, his adventurous pal, Husky Pat Ryan, and the girl, April Kane. Terry and Pat started out to meet a smuggler known as Captain Blaze in hopes of making this Burma Road bandit a prisoner. Their truck was wrecked, and April, who had no intention of joining them, was compelled to stay with them. They spent the night huddled around a fire among rocky walls. And in the morning, they encountered a couple of natives who were dressed like monks. These strangers led our friends to a big, rambling, stone-built habitation surrounded by barbed wire. There they were fed. But the food was drugged. And now, well, now it is several hours later as Pat Ryan stirs uneasily and finally sits up. And one hand goes to his head as he says... Ah, my head. Doesn't like a shortwave radio on a frying pan. Oh, yeah, now I remember. We ate some food and... Yeah. Hi, Terry. Wake up. Come on, laddie buck. We gotta shake ourselves. Mm, I think of what? I want... Shoot, Pat? Nobody but... What time is it? Where are we? Oh. Oh, yeah, sure. We ate some stuff and passed out. Boy, I'm dizzy. Don't wake up, April. Let the kitten sleep. Oh, yeah. This is the same room. We sat down here on the floor to eat and... That's right. We've been here ever since. Let's see. A couple of fellows wearing robes and carrying rifles brought us here. We ate a whale of a meal, and then somebody stole my mind. Stole my... 
I wonder if... Say, I can't find that flat leather case. The one that had the Dragon Lady letter in it. My Johnny Somber passport. And my money belt's gone, my automatic and... Same here, Pat. We've been robbed. Shh, shh. We got company behind you. Well, who are you? Yeah, you with a head like a cue ball. What do you want? It is plain that the honored guests have awakened from their exhausted slumber. <laughs> All but the white one. Exhausted slumber, my eye. We were very neatly drugged. The esteemed visitor's voice contains a note of anger. Can it be that our humble hospitality was inadequate? Listen, Mr. Cuball, you know what I mean. I can see I can't battle my way out of this arsenal, but just give us our property back and we'll go about our business. This uh, humble person is for a secondary figure. The Grand Ego shall decide what to do. The Grand Ego? Well, who is this exalted guy who slips a sleeping powder to passing tourists? It's unwise to use such words within these walls, my hasty one. Now look, Q-Ball, I'll put a polish on that shiny dome of yours if you stand there and keep putting your foot. <laughs> a Q-Ball! Blow me, Topper. I've been trying for months to think of a name for that group. Welcome to me Jiggins, Patrick Ryan. Why, it's Sanderson Jigger. Yes, it's nobody else but. Well, of all people to meet, seems like I'm dreaming. Way out here, a hop, skip, and a jump from the Burma Road. Who should I meet but Sanderson Jiggers, the old man? Yes, and uh, who might your friends be, Patrick Ryan? Now, look, you know who we are. Suppose you tell me why we were drugged. <laughs> it's a routine welcome, Mr. Ryan. I didn't know you was coming. Are your friends? By putting you to sleep, maybe we can learn your business. Before we go any further, how about getting my money belt and papers and gun back? And so you shall, with the humble apologies. So, this is Johnny Sumbery. Oh, then you did read that note I had with me. Of course I did, be lad. But, uh, Whose little wife is that asleep on the floor? Don't tell me you're married, Patrick Ryan. She's a friend of mine. I'll tell you the story later, Jiggers. Of course, of course. But uh, what are you all doing here? Well, we didn't intend to come here. Maybe maybe you can tell me where I can see Captain Blaze, sir. Yes, perhaps I can. Maybe. Never seen him before, though. No, sir. How about you, Patrick? All I know is what I hear. Well, now, he's really not a bad sort. He's overweight, pleasingly plump, I'd say. Yes, but he's husky. And he's got flaming red hair and whiskers. Why, you're describing yourself. <laughs> that I am, Johnny. That I am. Now, hold on. You're Sanderson Jiggers, the man I used to know in Singapore about six years ago. Uh, now, I'm Captain Blease. Well, I'll be. Uh, yes. I am him, all right. I'm doing right well for myself. Well, how do you mean, Mr., uh... Captain Blaze. Uh, not now, Johnny. We'll let explanations fall where they may later on. You're Captain Blaze, eh? Uh, you were a crook when I knew you in Singapore six years ago. I don't suppose you've changed. Uh, no, sir. I'm just as I always was, Patrick. I am crooked at heart, and I'm smart in the head. And I'm both of this outfit, and what I say goes. You're the grand ego? <laughs> Red whiskers and all. Now then, my lad, what brings you here? You already know about me, Captain. Yes, that's so. I forgot. You're here on business for the dragon lady. How did you fit into the picture, my friend? Well, the young lady and I were on a truck when there was trouble on the Burma Road. When it was over, we had no truck, but we met Johnny Samber. Oh. You know the rest, so why should I tell you? I see. I see. Why do they call you Captain Blaze, sir? A likely question, lad. Likely. Well, 
first because of these luxuriant red whiskers blazing with good cheer. <laughs> and second, because me original name was Blaze, something very few people know. I used the name of Sanderson Jiggers for diplomatic reasons when I was doing some smuggling in uh, Singapore. So your real moniker is B-L-A-Z-E, Blaze, eh? It's a fact, and the doctor will verify it. Thanks, if I Johnny Summer. I want you to meet Siri Blaze. She's expecting you. You see, I've been in touch with the dragon lady, and she said she was sending you to see me. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll go and get your personal belongings. But more than that, I'll give you some clean dogs. You both look pretty scrubby. <laughs> but we'll soon fix that. Thanks, Captain. Oh, yes. A word of warning. I had a visitor here about a week ago. He got curious and tried to get some information. Uh, his shirt will just about fit you, Patrick Ryan. It's been washed and the bullet hole in it has been mended. Bullet hole? Yes, poor chap. <laughs> he tried to get away with all his information, and he was wearing the shirt. But I know you folks are not going to get bullet holes in your shirt. <laughs> well, so we're right in a stronghold of Captain Blaze. And to think I used to know him. The old crook, he's always been mixed up in shady work. Funny old chap, huh? The jolly way he laughs, but he's dangerous, too. I don't trust him as far as I could throw a piano. I can't imagine him working for the invader, can you? No. In any case, we've got to figure out a way to trap the old buzzard and stop him from his looting of war supplies. Me. Here comes old Aisler. Well, well, men, things are coming along, so they are. You'll soon be feeling more like human beings, with some clean duds and warm water. Now about the gal. We'll put her in a room where she can fix herself up pretty. And if there's anything I forgot, just yell out. Okay. I'll start now, Captain Blaze. Do I understand that we're prisoners here? <laughs> oh, no, Patrick. Is that any question to ask an old friend? What's the answer? Well, hear me guests. It's a rainy day outside. Where can we go? Next, next. Let's have the setup. It, it seems to me you ain't appreciating the hospitality, Patrick. But as long as you want a straight answer, here goes. My business is more important than you and your friends are. I ain't found the people leaving here and spreading news about Captain Blaze. So you're going to hold us here? No, you can go, Patrick. If you can get past the guards and over the electric wire fence. As for Johnny here, well, him and me are going to talk business. Eh, Johnny? Why, yes, of course. Uh, but that won't be any hardship, Johnny. Because <laughs> I've got a surprise for you. Oh, golly, anything that happens from now on will be a surprise. Yes, yeah, so I figured. You see me, lad, I'm just a mite curious about you. But, well, you saw my papers. Yes, uh, and, uh... so I did, so I did. And I've been expecting Johnny Somber to visit me. Only, well, Johnny Somber is a British-speaking gent, according to me information. And you talk like a bloomin' American, so you do. Well, uh, I, uh, it's possible your information can be wrong. Uh, a lot of it is true enough, Johnny. <laughs> However, we won't bother about your accent now. Because that'll be all cleared up pretty soon anyway. How do you mean, sir? Well, like I said, I got the surprise for you. <laughs> well, we're going to have another visitor in a few days. Who's coming here? None other than your distinguished boss, the Dragon Lady. She's paying us a flying visit, and that will soon clear up the question of Johnny Somber's British accent, eh? <laughs> What a spot to be in. Just because Harry forgot to adopt the British accent of Johnny Thunder. Captain Blaze is a shrewd old devil and dangerous, too, in spite of his hearty laugh and cheerful manner. 
And now that the dragon lady herself is going to show up, that spells trouble in a big way. I'll tell you something about next Monday's adventure in just a moment. Remember, kids, that swell adventure game book I was telling you about is the Terry game book. It's all about Terry and Connie and the dragon lady and other friends of yours. You play games with them, travel with them on the road to Shanghai, and meet exciting adventures. You'll agree, all right, that this is a book with a thrill on every page. A book that will give you hours of fun. So, stand now for the Terry Adventure Game Book. It's free for just two Libby's labels. One label must come from a can of Libby's pineapple juice, and the other from Libby's tomato juice. Write your full name and address on the back of one, and mail them to Terry in care of Libby's Chicago, Illinois. That's Terry in care of Libby's, L-I-B-B-Y-S, Libby's, Chicago, Illinois. Now get your order in tomorrow or tonight. Now, about next Monday's transcribed thriller, Pat Ryan, Terry, and April have got to move fast if they're going to trap Captain Blaze. Because if the dragon lady arrives, she'll expose Terry as not being Johnny Somber at all. Yes, and what will the captain's daughter say when she meets Terry? We'll get a lot of excitement in this Burma Road adventure next Monday. So join us, sure.